Well, hey, it's uh, me, Kevin Stevenson. Thanks for joining me again on I Don't Care with me, Kevin Stevenson, on Market Scale Radio. Uh, we've got a, a very interesting guest today, Dr. Branislav Vidic. He is the founder and CEO of Heartbeam. So, Branislav, welcome to I Don't Care. Thank you for having me. Really glad to have you. You've got a really interesting, uh, interesting product that that you've developed. But first, tell us a little bit about yourself and tell us a little bit about Heartbeam. Uh, yes, um, I came to the United States back in late 70s, uh, got my PhD in electrical engineering and started working for Intel Corporation in Santa Clara, California. At Intel, I designed the first flash memory and I hold two patents that enable flash as a product. So in that sense, I'm a co-inventor of flash memory. And uh, after that, I moved on to become Pentium design manager, Pentium 1, Pentium 2, Pentium 3, Pentium 4. And uh, fast forward 2007, I became interested in cardiovascular devices and decided to leave Intel. Uh, and there is actually a personal story that I like to share uh, how a chip designer uh, became a cardiovascular insider, if you want. Uh, uh, back in Europe, my father was a well-known physician, um, uh, surgeon, and uh, one afternoon, he did not feel well. He had this chest pain, discomfort, etc. And he did, in spite of his medical background, what most people do. He disregarded the symptoms. He, he said, well, it's going to be okay. You know, it's nothing serious, so and so on. Unfortunately, that was a heart attack in progress. And we lost him. Uh, oh. So that stuck with me with all these years. And when I left Intel, I decided I'm going to turn my career into uh, the direction of solving the problem of heart attack detection. And that played a, a pretty critical role in making that decision, how, you know, how a chief designer became a, a cardiovascular insider. And uh, even more fast forward, 2015, um, I uh, looked around for the solution uh, that would actually tell a patient whether they are having a heart attack or perhaps they have an indigestion or pulled muscle. And uh, there was nothing out there that would really be with a patient 24-7, as you never know when that heart attack may happen. Uh, and uh, that would be basically effortless in terms of not having to have a pouch, not having to have anything that would, in, you know, be, be invasive on your lifestyle and your everyday activity. So in that sense, uh, uh, you know, basically there was an open field, so to speak, uh, for me to start solving that problem. It turned out to be a very difficult technical problem. And I paired with two um, nuclear physicists. Um, and we started looking at this problem that was deemed to be basically unsolvable. How do you, with a credit card size device, uh, capture enough information from the heart activity to detect a heart attack? And we did not have much of a background, but turned out that was a actually a plus because we, uh, de novo, looked at this problem and basically decided to treat heart as a antenna model the heart as an antenna. It's, it's like a radio station antenna, right? And came up with a solution, a uh, very original solution, now patented solution, uh, that um, enabled us to uh, 
collect enough information in that 3D space of the of the heart uh, heart activity and solve that problem. Um, and uh, we've done medical studies to validate, uh, you know, our approach, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We'll be working with Harvard Medical School faculty, and um, to this date, we feel that uh, there is a solution for the heart attack patient in our technology. Yeah, it's just fascinating that you've chosen to go this route because, you know, so many people, as you said, they they just uh, ignore the symptoms of, of a potential heart attack. And, you know, if people wait, you know, three to four hours uh, if they're having an actual heart attack, that's a, about a 40% increase in mortality. And so it's fantastic that you're coming up with something like this. Um, you know, and the other thing, too, is, is you know, we find in our hospital that chest pain is, is the number two most common reason for people coming into our ED. And oftentimes those visits are unwarranted because it's really not a, a life-threatening uh, issue. And so talk a little bit about, you know, uh, about how your product will help, you know, help us, number one, decompress our EDs, but also really save uh, healthcare dollars that are currently being wasted on uh, on really uh, uh, people who are uh, who just aren't sure uh, that they are having a heart attack. Yes, yes, the the hesitation uh, from a potential heart attack uh, uh, patient comes from uh, you know more than one source, right? You know there is a copayment they need to uh, disrupt everything they are doing. Uh, and go to that emergency room, uh, spend half a day at least over there. You know that you know that path uh, is is uh, is really quite uh, difficult. On the other hand, um, there is a segment of population that goes to emergency room or any sign of discomfort, uh, and those patients are actually in in majority. Over 80% of people that go to emergency room with a chest pain ended up being discharged with nothing serious. You, you basically you came in, uh, you you were checked, but there was no reason, really no no good reason to come here. So um, in that sense, uh, uh, the the ability of our technology to die with physicians' help to diagnose a patient any place anywhere and reassure them that they are okay. Maybe that was, you know, a, a indigestion related uh, related to a big dinner that they just had, or they moved the furniture or anything like that could cause a person to feel chest pain, discomfort, et cetera, et cetera. So all in all, uh, the opportunity to save healthcare dollars is great here because over $10 billion is wasted just for the chest pain on these unnecessary visits to the emergency rooms that we all know are very crowded and indeed uh, the opportunity to save the, the healthcare dollars and reassure those uh, patients that could stay and should stay home is great. Yeah. Well, I will tell my, uh, tell my viewers and listeners a little bit about how your device works because I was reading your website. It's just fascinating. Uh, yes, actually, uh, I'd like to uh, share with you and your viewers, you know, uh, I hope it, it's visible here. This is my wallet. It, it looks uh, like any other wallet, but 
inside here is the hard beam device and it's truly a credit card size device as you can see it's effortlessly with you 24 7. what you need to do is you take it out of the wallet press against your chest apparently bare skin and apply pressure with you two of your palms and 30 seconds later the recording is done you put it back in, in your wallet and this information goes up to our cloud our processing facility together with your symptoms and your history so we supply to your physician pretty much instantly uh, your ecg recordings your baseline ecg which is your normal state superimposed over your uh, chest pain state ecg so they can easily see the difference plus we supply a diagnostic suggestion that was shown to be more actually accurate than a panel of world-class cardiologists. And we have supply symptoms report and a history report to that physician. So instantly in front of them, they have uh, all the information that they need to actually direct that patient, either call 911 or stay home. Many of the physicians will actually involve the patient through a televisit uh, mm -hmm. to additional information. And indeed, you know, that is something that's of great value that we offer here, a televisit with a cardiac patient of any, not only chest pain, but any cardiac patient becomes much more meaningful because the physician all of a sudden has the complete set of information as opposed to just I feel this or I feel that. So indeed, that's the, the that's how the system works, and that's sort of the value proposition. You know, the, the loop is closed, right? You know, be, be, be between that patient and physician, and back to that patient. Yeah, that's fascinating. Again, reading your website, talking about how it's based on vector cardiography, and, and talk about the limitations of that, because I know that's been deemed far superior to ECGs for detecting uh, heart attacks, but but you know, why isn't that used more? Yeah, so that's an interesting actually story about the, the path uh, of that vector cartography. It was invented back in the 50s, last century, um, and uh, did not find a much application because it was impossible for a human, for a physician to interpret. These are the vectors that move in the 3D space and it is really incredibly difficult to uh, extract information for a human. But what we have done is we built on that. We realized that that was an approach that had much more rich information set than the standard 12 lead ECG, uh, but it, it uh, was really very difficult to imagine even how you can measure that X Y and Z component of that heart vector uh, with a small device like ours, planar device like ours. And so as soon as we invented how to measure X, Y, and Z, the 3D signals of the heart, um, we, we knew that we had something, right? Because uh -huh. now we can build on that uh, uh, 3D vector cardiography that was basically collecting dust uh, for last 70 years or so. And um, 
Indeed, uh, we came up with a new marker in this 3D space. Marker is, is uh, a way to detect heart attack. And that's a much more powerful marker, much more powerful way of detecting a heart attack than just a physician, in as much as they're trained, uh, looking and staring at that piece of paper called 12EDCG. Ours is objective and much more powerful because it has a 3D information in it. So indeed, we combined innovation uh, uh, of ours with the foundation that was uh, out there already. Okay. Well, you're you're picking off a lot of the a lot of the hot topics in healthcare. Certainly, uh, you've integrated a smartphone app. You've got telehealth involved, and you have you know basically uh, patient engagement and patient directed care. Uh, so. Uh, a lot of those topics we've discussed here on I don't care in the past. So, uh, but you know, it sounds like you've got a really solid market for this too, because you've got the the three levels of, of patients that you can involve. You know, the high risk patients that you talked about who have had a previous MI, and, and you know, uh, as we like to call them, the frequent flyers in our EDs. They come in, you know, for for cardiac pain and. And a lot of those folks are just kind of panicked. And as we grow older, I know I do, you know, anytime I have a twinge, I'm thinking, well, do I need to go to the ER? And then, you know, you, you've got the patients who have already had a cardiovascular intervention that, that they really do need to be monitored in this facet. So, yeah, I think you've got, a, as I said, a really solid market for this. Um, you mentioned one thing. Uh, obviously, the telehealth visit is. Re I really find that to be uh, quite interesting. So, so where are the cardiologists coming from? Are you are you contracting those around the country? Do you have them co-located somewhere? Tell me a little bit about that. Yes, you know this is a professional grade system, right? Medical grade system, and will be prescribed to these high risk patients that would mostly benefit from this technology by their uh, cardiologists. They know who they are. You know, they typically had a prior uh, uh, heart attack, or they have a, a lot of factors that point to the direction of this person is probably on the path for a heart attack, you know, cholesterol level, blood pressure, uh, family history, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, so in, 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 in that sense, uh, uh, we have uh, quite a bit of uh, uh, traction already in our market exploration with the cardiologists. Cardiologists are looking for a tool to uh, be able to help those high-risk patients. As it stands right now, uh, three to four hour wait uh, for even for these high-risk patients is unacceptable. It, 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 too many lives are lost and indeed uh, healthcare dollars wasted. So in, in, the, 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 the front and center is still the cardiologist, but empowered now with a lot of data from our uh, solution, uh, the, the data that will be crucial in determining the path for that chest pain patient uh, in, in that situation. So indeed, uh, it will be prescription-based. Uh, there is a remote patient monitoring code already in place that we plan to use. And uh, based on our market research with, with the cardiologists mainly, uh, who will be actually recommending that to their patients, uh, the, the, the market is a, there and they're eager to see something that would 
help the high-risk patient, and they are equally eager to see something that would make that televisit with any cardiac patient uh, more meaningful. Absolutely. Uh, as far as competitors go, the only one that I can really come up with is the the Apple device that you know you put your two fingers on the on the uh, on the device and uh, it measures your your uh, heartbeat. That's the only thing I can think of. What else is out there? Well, there, there are a number of solutions that are single lead ECG products. And single lead ECG it be that uh, a live core, put two fingers on it, or Apple Watch, or Samsung, or Fitbit, etc. Um, they are what what they have in common is uh, they are adequate. Probably they are not great, but they are adequate for uh, uh, arrhythmia detection, uh, AFib detection, and beyond that, they are indicated for. Um, actually, they they are not indicated for anything that goes beyond that. Why? Because for heart attack specifically, you need the power of 12 lead ECG. And the 12 lead ECG, uh, you know, as it's, it is right now administrated, needs a nurse, all these sticky electrodes all over your body and, and the cables running around it, etc. That's not going to happen in the living room of a patient, right? Without right. the nurse being present, right? And and so uh, the, 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 the strength of our invention is that it packs the power for 12 lead ECG and beyond, as we, we, we just uh, discussed, in a credit card size that's effortlessly uh, with, uh, with you 24-7, as your phone and your wallet are 24-7 with you. So we are not really uh, aware of any patient-friendly solution that does not involve virus running around your body that would be capable of detecting a heart attack. Okay. Yeah, th this brings about a number of, of options, I think. You know, this just touches the surface of diagnostics uh, tools outside of a medical facility that, that patients could ultimately utilize. I mean, I think this is, you know, this is a really, uh, really green field for, for that. So, so it, it, from looking at your website, it says that it's currently not available in the United States. Do you have a, a time frame for when it might be? Yes, we are, we are apparently working now that we have confidence based on our studies uh, that um, uh, this is a solution that will be uh, accepted for by patients and and uh, the physicians alike. Uh, we are working on uh, submitting our first product, uh, which is sort of a carve out from the from the telehealth product that goes into emergency room to help emergency room physician detect a, a heart attack um, with a greater, much greater accuracy than a cardiologist is capable of doing that. Uh, that's all going to be our first product. Uh, we are submitting that to the FDA early next year. And by mid next year, uh, we believe it will be cleared and uh, shortly after that in the marketplace. And the telehealth product that has this hardware component uh, and uh, and a fairly complex uh, software component in the cloud that does a lot of the heavy build, uh, lifting uh, will be cleared probably about six months after the initial emergency room product. So, so it, it is a truly a platform technology where, where we initially have identified uh, two products. Uh, we just uh, received a uh, patent for a 12-lead patch 
uh, again, it's a very po powerful, uh, um, I guess, improvement over the single lead patch uh, that's out there. And uh, and the, the common denominator for all these technologies is single lead ECG. And that's not the standard of care. Standard of care is 12 lead ECG. And again, we are going beyond that. Uh, it's just fascinating. So, so for somebody like me who might, you know, as, as I get older, get a little bit more panic stricken over a twinge or something like that, you know, what would be, uh, are you comfortable talking about a price point yet? I mean, I would be interested in this, but, you know, to, I, I'd be wondering, uh, be curious to, as to know how much it costs. Yes, initially it's going to be prescription based um, and uh, prescribed to those high risk patients, of course. And once we get confidence beyond what we already have now in the performance in the field, and again, we have high level of confidence, the performance in the field will be equal to those that we've seen in our studies. Um, we will, uh, uh, down the road, uh, enable a consumer to purchase this. But initially, it's going to be all uh, within you know, control of a physician and prescription based down the road of course you know with the aging baby boomers and worried well so to speak uh, you know showing a lot of interest in cardiovascular health uh, we believe that uh, that market will be greatly expanding and um, and uh, uh, we will uh, basically allow for a self self pay the model that we you know the business model that uh, we adopted is one of service, right? We are sort of an alarm for your heart, you know, and uh, hardware is just a necessary component. It's a sensor in that whole scheme. And uh, we will be charging minimally for the hardware uh, and perhaps with a long contract, nothing, right? Maybe it's gonna be free. Uh, so sure. the, the, the value is in the service, in that reassurance and early detection. Absolutely. Well, I see a number of managed care companies seeing this as, as being a huge cost savings over those people who, uh, uh, again, the frequent flyers to the EDs. So, uh, well, uh, Branislav, any final words before we close out today? Well, yeah, I can tell you that, that you know, uh, going back to my flash memory days at Intel, uh, the level of excitement was very high about how we will, you know, change the world. And in a way, we did, you know, the cell phone, digital photography, none of that would be uh, today with us without the flash memory. And today, I feel the very same level of excitement, very high level of excitement about what this technology will do for the field of cardiovascular disease, patients, physicians, and uh, other stakeholders in this whole space. So I am really, truly excited about what's ahead of us. Well, as, as one who uh, oversees cardiovascular services at a large hospital, uh, I share your excitement. This is, uh, this is quite fascinating. So with that, uh, again, Dr. Uh, Vidic, I really appreciate you coming on board. Viewers, uh, you know, we've, had, uh, we've had a good day. This, is, uh, this has really been fascinating. And uh, I look forward to hearing a lot more from Heartbeam going forward. So with that, uh, you know how to find us every week. Uh, we, tr we typically drop on Fridays and go to Market Scale Radio. If you missed that, our live version, uh, go to Spotify or iTunes and download us, and I'll end like I always do 
If you haven't downloaded and subscribed to I Don't Care with Kevin Stevenson, why haven't you? So with that, we'll see you next week. Take care.